So, Harry. Yes. If you ever won an Oscar. Uh, sorry, if. If? Okay, well, what category? I don't when? know. When? When you win an Oscar. God damn. Best supporting actor. <laughs> uh, what? <laughs> who would be the first person you would thank? Myself. Of course. Yeah. I, it, yeah if you're going to win the best supporting, then you've got no one to... Uh, um, no one to rely on but yourself to do so. So, you know, I, I worked hard for my Oscar. Would you be one of those who just walked away? I did it all by myself and just walked straight off again to like Probably, a smattering yeah. of applause. Yeah. yeah. What, what, what was the quickest Oscar speech? Because I would aim for that. Mm. I, there like, have been people who've just come up and said like, thanks and then walked off in like two seconds. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. No, I, I, I think that, yeah, I'd, I'd try and go for a record, I think, of some something. I think for... I wouldn't be able to get the longest because, no, let's be honest. They, they'd drag you away kicking and screaming. Mm-hmm. I think to get the record at this point, you'd have to like literally run up, grab it and run off back without saying a word. Just mm-hmm. like, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yeah. Like not even stop at the podium, just like run it like, and then just, you know, you're back in your seat before they've even like realized you're gone. Like. So I've got to be like already on like stage left and I've got to be like, have a, have a run up. They need to announce my name like mid run. Yeah. You'd that, have to be really confident. I'd, I'd have to, uh, you'd yeah. actually got it. Yeah. If, if like, you know, if Gary Oldman gets it, it's just going to be very embarrassing <laughs> for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, so I look forward to that Oscars when it happens. Me too, can't yeah. wait. It's going to be great. Welcome back, everybody, to Beyond the Box at the podcast, where today we are not going to be picturing any prequels, no sequels, and no spin-offs, because today is Oscars. Mm, or, Oscars. well, it's Oscars is coming up. It's Oscars weekend. It's Oscars weekend, yeah. So this is going to be our Oscars preview episode. Mm-hmm. We're going to quickly run you down all the Best Picture nominees, and we're going to make a prediction in every single category. Mm. And uh, tune in in a few days from now, or when, I, I don't know, tune in on Monday morning, and uh, we will have another episode up for you. I say morning, less than. That's ambitious. <laughs> you've, you've, you've got a lot of faith in my editing abilities. Uh, <laughs> um, at some point after the Oscars. We will do a review of, uh, well, of the Oscars itself. You know, talking yeah, about the, the any, ceremony, any, 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 any crazy moments that we have. Yeah. I doubt there will be any this year, but uh, here's hoping. Well, yeah, you never, um, know. never know. And uh, yeah, we'll be judging how well we each did with our, with our predictions and talking about what we actually think of the real winner. Mm-hmm. Um, of any award so first things first best picture we go through so before we get started on the rankings yeah. which we, how do you feel about this year generally <sighs> not a fan no not, not not a fan i think since i've been since i've been doing the oscars maybe like seven years now jesus um this has been the worst i would mm. it's had its, it's had its moments yeah like, it's not every film is a complete downer or every film's terrible or like it's a whiteout or anything like that, but it's on the whole. Yeah. Not, not many of these films have really inspired me. No, there's not, there's not enough fun. No, I think think that when it comes to 12 months from now, we've got to choose one of these films to do on the podcast to actually pitch a sequel to. It's going to be a difficult pick. It's going to be hard to pick one that I would be really keen to revisit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really been a year that's obviously missed the cinema. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big part of it. The spectacle. There's no spectacle. Mm. All the films are very small. Yeah. I don't think there's a single film here that is big. No. Because there was only one big blockbuster last year and nobody really liked it. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I wouldn't say that they're all small. Um, we'll, we'll get into it. But I don't think that, for example, Judas and the Black Messiah, I wouldn't call that a small film. I mean, like it's still got... 
It's, it's got some power to it. And I don't mean it like that. I mean, like, they're all, like, mid to low budget films. Yeah. There's no there's no blockbuster in this. There's no Spielberg. There's no, no, no. no. Um, there's no, no Titanic. There's, there's no yeah, Mad Max. There's Yeah. There's usually one big cinema crowd pleaser that kind of sits among the rest and... Gravity. Gra- yeah, maybe. Okay. <laughs> was that well, a big blockbuster that year? Yeah, it was. Okay, fine. If you say so. No, no uh, that did really well on the Oscars. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, I guess. That like, got at, was that like, the it, most profitable film that year, though? That's what I was thinking of the oh, Oscar winners. I, I imagine. I, yeah, I don't know if it was like the blockbuster film, but it was definitely a blockbuster film. Okay, and sure. It would, and it was a Best Picture nominee, I think a Best Actress nominee. I think you're right. Okay, fair enough. And like, obviously all the technicals, and it won loads of the technicals. Sure, so, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, the, the, it's missing that. It's missing the, the IMAX experience. It's missing yeah. the spectacle. And even a lot of these small films, I think I would have enjoyed more if I'd gone to the cinema to see them, because mm. when I go to the cinema... I switch off my phone and I, the film has my full attention. And that's, oh, that's, that's on me. Yeah, that's on that's you. That's on me. I'm just saying, yeah, that might be why I didn't enjoy it as much. Yeah. Some but of these films, I'll be honest, I looked at my phone a little bit. There yeah. definitely is something to be said for being in the cinema to watch something. Yeah. And y- y- like I gave up on Mank halfway through. Yeah. Um, you wouldn't have walked out the cinema though. No. Uh, no Although no. it was like three hours long, so we might have been stretched. I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, well, yeah, once I've committed to actually paying a ticket and going into a room and sitting down, I'm not going to... I'm not going to give up halfway through. No, we've like, never walked out of a film halfway through in, in all of our years. So. No. Yeah. So, yeah, there's that. I'd say that uh, that's the perfect segue to go on to our Oscars ranking because I'm assuming this is both of our number eight. Uh, yes, of the eight films, Mank is by far my bottom as well. Yeah, yeah. This was, it was long mm-hmm. and it, I, I assume. <laughs> you uh, didn't even finish it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it was boring and it had some merit to it. Like mm-hmm. visually, I thought it was great. The sound in it was fantastic um, because, you know, they clearly made some effort to make it sound like it was an older film. Like everything, even outdoor scenes sounded like they were filmed in a slightly echoey studio. Yeah, it was which, it was filmed like a 1920s kind of film. Yeah, yeah and like it, it did really well for that. And so, I, yeah, good. All, all, all merits for that. But uh, the rest of it, nah. I mean, you, you say nah kind of non-committally, but it, it's not like you to just fully duck out. No. What was it about this that completely, like, I just can't even finish it? Well, I was really bored and I didn't know what was going on. Yeah. And I already didn't, I already don't like Citizen Kane for the exact same reasons. And I yeah. did watch that all the way through. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I just I just didn't really much fancy watching much more of it. Fair enough. And I, th- I also thought, like, yeah, I've got the gist. I can, I, I can, I can make it through an episode. Okay. <laughs> <Gosh. laughs> <laughs> you've, got, you've got from it everything you're going to get from it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I did sit through the entire thing. Uh, I can't say I feel particularly good about it. Mm. Um, like, yeah, it's not a bad film. It's there's a lot, like you say, there's a lot of technical merit to it. I just didn't care. Mm-hmm. Fundamentally, I did not care, and I love old Hollywood stuff. Like, I was really up for an interesting story about how a film got made, about maybe about this great rivalry between Gary Oldman's character mm-hmm. Joe Mankiewicz and Orson Welles. But that's not really what this film is. It's just Gary Oldman lying in a bed talking, yeah. and it's so dull. Yeah. It is crashingly dull, and I don't understand people who... I mean, everyone's taste is valid, but I don't understand the people who are raving about this film because I just... Even as somebody who is primed to like a lot of the things this film is doing, I just found it crushingly boring. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I just I just really took against it. And it's the kind of film that just does... Oscar just throws... The Oscar voters just fall over themselves to award these kind of films. Mm. And sometimes it's really deserved. But when it, when a film is this boring and self-indulgent, I, it really makes me annoyed about the whole process. It's like there are so yeah. many... Even on this thin year, 
for this to be the most nominated of all the films. Yeah, just, I know. Like it's by, by a big stretch. Like by a stretch. It's, it? it's got 10 and like the majority of, of the best pictures have got six. Yeah. Some of them have got five. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's a, that's a big. Yeah. Jump. I just can't see many people coming back to this at all. It feels yeah. so self-indulgent in Hollywood for its own sake. And mm-hmm. I just, and it's not even true. That's the thing. If it was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Well, I guess it's kind of a dull story, but at least they were telling an honest one. But yeah. the whole thing's made up. That's the, that's the other thing. Like, there's no evidence of half of the stuff that happened in this film. Yeah. So if you're going to make shit up, why not make a more interesting story up? Yeah. And so listeners, for uh, any for, for the extended version of that rant, please go to patreon.com slash box yeah, well, where we I have reviews of longer. all these movies yes. um, already, although we are going to do two. Uh, we, we, we do still have to record two, but they will be coming out very shortly, if not already, by the time you hear this. Sure. So, moving on to the next one. What have you got as number seven, John? So, my number seven is The Trial of the Chicago 7. Ah, yes. Sure. Where do you place that one? Oh, I put that as number five. Number five? A little higher? Okay, well, mid-middling. I mean, yeah. there's a big middle pack. There's like mine and a big middle pack and then a top three yeah. for me. So, this was fine. Yeah. It was fine. It's just, I just don't really gel with these... What's the guy? What? Aaron Sorkin. Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, I just don't gel with Aaron Sorkin generally. Ah, see, I do. That's why, that's, okay. why I, that's why I put it up a little bit. Okay. Like, I... I enjoyed this. Mm-hmm. Like I, I didn't not enjoy it. I I enjoyed watching it all the way through. Like mm. not not like I'm comparing it to Mank. I'm not, I'm not comparing it to Mank. But yeah, I enjoyed watching this all the way through, and it just kept me. Mm. And that was it. And like not all the films here have kept me. Mm-hmm. So I couldn't really rank it below any of the films that didn't keep me. Sure. Um. And even though, well, I, I've ranked it like five, so it's still near the end. And that's because a lot of it just feels kind of bullshit. Like yeah. It feels, a lot of it feels made up. And I know a lot of it wasn't. A lot of it is ridiculous. Mm. Uh, yeah, that's that's actually parts of this film that I thought, oh, that must be, that's a bit over the top. Come on, Aaron Sorkin. Mm. That's a bit on the nose. Like the, the black guy getting literally chained up in the courtroom. And mm-hmm. I was like, come on, mm. actually happened. Yeah. So I was like, oh, fair enough. Okay, yeah. America is that shitty sometimes. Yeah. So, But it, for me, the, the one that stood out for this example was that scene where like they're uh the main characters they're all on the street mm. um in front of this bar with like a shaded out window yeah and they're talking about metaphors about the 60s crashing into the 50s and then they crash through the window and it's like oh this is yeah something yeah this i is, just this this is very masturbatory for a writer to do yeah that's what i just can't be doing with aaron sorkin's really broad strokes writing and these yeah. big speeches and and there was stuff that was untrue like for example one of the chicago seven is a guy who is a lifelong pacifist mm-hmm. and he's kind of, oh, a, yeah. and there's a scene at the end where he like punches a racist or punches yeah. a police officer in the face. And it's, it's that big, like, Whoa, yeah, the pacifist guy did it, but that never happened. Yeah. And that, that's, I think that really sucks. Yeah. If, if your entire life is pacifism, you shouldn't have some movie version of yourself punch a guy in the face. Like no, <laughs> just so that Aaron Sorkin can make you feel good about yourself like mm-hmm. yeah it's it, that's bad writing that is bad writing it's yeah i find a lot of his writing is lazy that's... and it's the same and yeah. yeah and like the acting in it was pretty good like I even the acting in it was, was yeah was eddie redmayne was, who generally annoys me was decent and ar- not annoying yeah not annoying well he's still annoying but he wasn't <laughs> as annoying as i find him a lot of the time yeah sasha baron cohen is obviously nominated for best supporting actor and he was mm-hmm. yeah he was the best one he was very very good yeah yeah it was just two broad strokes for me i just can't I just can't with his films. I've never particularly enjoyed one of them. So yeah, that's fine. So for me, number seven, um, controversially, Nomadland. Oh, interesting. Okay, um, that is my number three. Okay, yeah. Uh, this one, it was very 
dull. Mm. Um, the best way that I can put this as to why I don't think this film should do well, that's not a prediction, though, um, is that if this was a documentary... Now, it, it basically is a documentary. It's shot as if it was. It has real people, yes. Yeah, so. yeah it, like it's mostly real people. Uh, but if it was a documentary, this wouldn't have a chance of winning Best Documentary. Oh, I don't know. I think it would. Really? Yeah, I think it, it's an interesting story. It doesn't say anything, though. Well, I think it tells... There's, there, there's, there's no message, and none of the people in it have any kind of... Uh, they don't have any resolution by the end of it. There's no sort of... Well, life doesn't have any resolution. Well, apart from death. But, you know, like, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I think it, it says it, a lot about the American, like, econ- economic injustice and how people can just fall off the... Ra- fall off the radar mm-hmm. and it, it it doesn't have that you know if aaron sorkin had written and directed this film there'd be a bit where francis mcdormand gives a huge speech and she points all that out and she probably have a you know a blackboard with all the, the you know all the points in bullet points but and, this was such a stark opposite of that yeah. but i like this i like this kind of in, very internal subtle film a lot more yeah 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 but i don't know i'm just i'm not, I'm not quite there for a film when nothing really happens that's fair it is slow yeah i thought it created it a lot of really good atmosphere and i thought that her performance was so good oh yeah definitely. i really believed in her as a character and mm. i just was interested to follow where she went even if there wasn't a lot that she was saying or doing because it's not the most you know demonstrative character in the world mm. i just really I, I found her very compelling i always do i think she's one of the greatest actresses working and mm-hmm. i wouldn't be mad at all if she wins that third oscar definitely yeah. um so yeah i i yeah I, I thought it was really really good but yeah i'm not gonna watch it every year Mm. It certainly wouldn't work for our show. I don't think we'll be doing it next year. Um, but uh, yeah, I thought it was pleasant and thought-provoking and mm. you know, quite sweet. Yeah. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it had a lot of style. The director, not to mm. tangent too much, has been snapped up by Marvel, like everyone does. No, he snapped up way before this. Isn't I thought this was the reason she'd been snapped up for it? She's doing The Eternals, right? Yeah, but that film's mostly finished. Oh, okay. I, I thought that she was hired on the basis of this doing so no 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 i think eternals was already supposed to be out by now oh okay whereas whereas nomadland i really feel like this nomadland was filmed fairly recently yeah i think it was too i don't know the the exact timelines but that's interesting and also nomadland doesn't look like a film that takes lots of post-production yeah or or pre-production sure sure, sure. like a marvel film takes years of pre-production before they even start the movie Mm -hmm. so I, i i don't know I am wondering why Marvel uh, has picked this director. Not any doubt at all on the director at all, but uh, it seems like a weird style. Yeah, yeah. I've looked out. down her IMDb list. It's not big, and I think that the film's just like this sort of thing. Yeah, her she her style is films featuring non-actors. Yeah, you know that look like wobbly camera documentaries. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. You know, that, that are very not cinematic, and it's. I find it so strange that mm. that Marvel have picked her up for like it's a it's a major cosmic Marvel film. Yeah. Like, uh, well, apparently, be... Kevin Feige said the pitch she gave was the best pitch he'd ever heard in his life. So yeah, it's going to go one of two ways. Let's face it. Well, no, I'm I'm I've got lots of confidence in them because like she's a great director. Uh, Marvel generally pick their directors pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm just I'm really interested to see what it is, yeah. where it goes. But that's a whole conversation for another day. Indeed. So, yeah, I didn't much like Nomadland. You did. And that was your number seven, right? That was my number seven, yes. And my number seven was Trailer Chicago 7. Okay. Mm -hmm. What's your number six? My number six is The Sound of Metal. Yeah, same. Same, okay. Yeah. What Um, did you think of this one? Yeah, so I watched this one last night. This is the one that's most fresh with me. Uh, This was, it it should have been 20 minutes shorter. Very much so. There were, like, it wasn't overly long, and I didn't find it boring because I got into it and I 
I, I, I believe the guy. I kind of felt for him. I think he's the reason this film works. By yeah. far, he carries oh, yeah, this film. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Mm-hmm. He's nominated for Best Actor. Isn't yeah, Riz Ahmed. Yeah, he yeah. is. Yeah. Oh, isn't he the first uh, Muslim to ever be nominated for Best Actor? I think. Maybe. I think so. Possibly. I think, I, think yeah. I heard that in a video recently. So, yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's good. Good for, good for him, yeah. But, uh, yeah, this was... It was all right. I liked it. He went on a, he went on a journey. He did. And, you know, like... I tried to speak to Louise about like saying, well, unlike in Nomadland, there's actually some resolution to his character. And she's like, no, he's just kind of back where he was. Like he just can't hear anything. But yeah, yeah, which is very true. But he's been on a whole journey of like, you know, trying to, well, first of all, learning how to be deaf, giving up on that and like not letting go of trying to hear again. Yeah. Trying to hear again, making that whole mistake, which really gave me sort of Black Mirror vibes. But we'll talk about that Mm -hmm. in larger conversation. Yeah, and just how it just it didn't end up well for him. I know I just bought into more of a story. Yeah, I thought there was a lot that was really good about this. Primarily his performance, as I say. I thought the sound design is excellent. I love Mm -hmm. the way the sound puts you in his head and makes you hear, even when it's uncomfortable. Yeah, it it really horribly uncomfortable. Yeah, there's no other way they could have done it. No, no, no. Yeah, but it's not something I've ever seen before. I mean, there's not that many films about deaf people, obviously. So yeah, Um, but it was really interesting having that, especially when he gets his. His surgery, implant. his yeah. implant, yeah, uh, and and it, it, you realize, oh god, that's it's not a fix. It's yeah. it's awful. It's unbearable that you wouldn't be able to cope with that. Like, mm. so yeah, I thought it was interesting. I just found it a little bit like you're a little bit plodding, a little bit overlong, and a bit dep- depressing. Mm-hmm. It, it is a fairly, de- and I also found the tone of the film kind of strange. Yeah, I thought that the message around. Well, he just, he goes deaf and he goes to a deaf community mm-hmm. where he's immediately told, oh, you need to let go of all of this sense of trying to get your hearing back and just accept mm-hmm. and being deaf. And that's, I think that in the long run, I think that's the right thing to say to someone like that. I think mm-hmm. it is obviously good to look at deafness as being more than a disability and about, you know, mm-hmm. just being another way of being a human being and just yeah. accepting it. But they came down so hard on him. Yeah. So quickly to be like, no, 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 stop trying to get better. You're get, you're deaf for life now. Just be happy about it. Like, but like it almost worked as well though mm. for for him. Like he, he he almost just fully believed it. Yeah. I don't know. I just felt like they were shaming him a lot for wanting to get better. And I was like, well, actually that seems weird. Maybe, yeah, if all options are, ex- are you know, run out and he just, and he will at some point have to accept it. Sure. But. Well, by wanting, by wanting to get better, he's wanting to throw away the way of life that they've all made their way of life mm, true I just... and and you know they will have had to take intentional steps to make deafness their way of life mm. and by meeting somebody who doesn't want to be deaf mm. it's like that's just saying that this way of life isn't worth living that's what it felt culty is... it felt weird and culty this movie to me felt like a it is weird it's a weird situation it is i get it i know but this movie it felt to me in places like a movie from ari aster the guy who did hereditary mm. and midsummer yeah. Without the term when they all actually start, you know, killing each other and having weird sex. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was like, this film could go in that direction at any moment. I was I was like, not knowing much about it. I was like, is this film going to be a film about a weird deaf cult? Because if so, I'm in. Uh, yeah. But I, then it didn't quite go I, there. I, I was getting those, not those vibes as well, but I was getting that idea at the yeah. start as well. Like, yeah, this does feel a little bit cold. It, I think it was just, um, like, you're not allowed your car keys. You're not allowed your phone. I, yeah. was, I was like, right, okay. He's going to get sort of like locked away sort of thing. I wasn't expecting a horror movie. No. But, uh, I mean, that is kind of what rehab is. Sure, sure. No, I get that. But yeah, I, I just thought this insistence that he had to immediately be so happy to be deaf. Mm. 
just felt harsh and untrue and unrealistic and a bit weird. Yeah. Like I said, I'm, I'm not saying it's really bad to be deaf. And I, I think, like I said, if, if that is something that is unavoidable in your life, then absolutely you should find ways to find joy in it and be proud of it and live in society. Absolutely. But I just think it's weird to be like, oh, well, yeah, be happy about it. Like, well, the thing that the film taught you was that like, that was the correct thing for his situation. Mm. That's, that's the le- I think that's, it was like they the were really rushing learned. him though. Yeah. Yeah. Like, give him some time. Let him explore the options. But also, are you an expert in rehabilitation? No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> so, maybe, maybe, yeah, so like, maybe I'm being unfair. But yeah. Yeah, it, it just, the tone just felt weird to me. Like, I can't. Yeah, yeah is that sure? But I, I don't know that world. But anyway, on the whole, I thought this was a really good film. It's decent, and, yeah. And I've now actually switched around my list. I've, I've put this at number five and Chicago 7 at number six. Oh, okay. Um, it's moving on. I'm, I'm giving it a seven just because it didn't. At six, sorry, because it, it, it just didn't do a lot for me. But I thought sure. it was interesting and well acted. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, his performance was great. Mm-hmm. Um, so, number five. So, you've moved this up to five. I've moved this up to number five. Oh, you do yours. What's your five? Okay, so my five. So, yeah, my six, seven, and eight were Sound of Metal, Trial of Chicago 7, and Mank. My five is The Father. Sure. Okay, so The Father, that's my favorite. That's your number one. Yeah. Wow, you really responded to that one. Yeah. That really surprised me. Didn't see that coming. Really? Yeah, I can understand now you've we've discussed it offline a little bit, but... I was really surprised how much you enjoyed this film. Yeah. Because I thought this was going to be one where you'd be like, oh, here's another depressing one. Well, that's that's what I went into it yeah. going as. And like, I've just recently watched the uh, the Honest trailers for this year's Oscars. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever watched them, but yeah, yeah. 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 And they skipped this one completely. They're like, yeah, we didn't even watch this. We just, So this one's the downer. Yeah. Um, and I was like, yeah, sure. No, I understand why you'd, why this would be the one that you'd skip. Mm-hmm. But when you actually when, when when you watch it and you see what's going on it's like this is actually a really interesting film told in a fascinating way mm-hmm. and also it's incredibly well acted oh it certainly is yeah so yeah so so this film is uh it, it's about a guy who's got a very serious case of dementia yeah anthony hopkins yeah. yes but the the twist is is that it's told from his point of view it's not the biggest twist in the world really yeah but it's told from his point of view and so a lot of this film doesn't make sense. Well, it's not quite, it doesn't make sense. It's just, it's confusing. It creates that sense of confusion. Yeah. With characters keep changing actors and yeah. the situation keeps changing. His location keeps changing because, because his mind is in and out and he doesn't remember certain things. And he yeah. thinks it's different times in his life. It's not difficult to understand what's going on in the film because no. there's not much going on in the film. Yeah. There's very little going on in the film, mm-hmm. but yeah, when like scenes start repeating themselves, but actors are different and you know because he gets people mixed up essentially yeah. and his memory gets muddled and you know it's almost like it's, it's a film with time dilation that's directed by christopher nolan like it's not mm. far off but uh yeah it's done really well and it feels like it's done really sensitively it gives you a great understanding of what dementia is or mm-hmm. i believe so at least um a person who has never suffered from dementia and uh yeah i just i thought it was really good it really interested me yeah, I agree with you on every point. I can't say you any of it's wrong. I thought this was really, really good and interesting and fantastically acted. You agree? I, it just bummed me out. That's yeah. the, I'm only putting this low because... It, it, it is a downer. I'm, yeah. I'm not denying it. Yeah, and when it finished, it when it finished, I was like, I never want to watch that again. But now you've had such a positive reaction. I was like, maybe I should give that another chance. But like, yeah, I, don't, I think because I have... I'm not not my personally myself, but, but I've had close family members. My, my grandma, who mm. was actually... A, practically a third parent in the first like mm-hmm. 10 or 12 years of her life she suffered terrible dementia before she died and all of the this film very much reminded me of you know all mm-hmm. of that stuff she would you know mix us up mix me up with my dad or my brothers and stuff and there were things she remembered and things she didn't so mm-hmm. you know, it, it was it was very like 
it's not like in dementia is not like a single path where you just no. get worse and worse and worse. Well, you do get worse and worse and worse, but it's not like suddenly you've forgotten everything. It's like the weirdest things will come back and mm. some days there'll be good days. There'll be bad days. And this one really captures that amazingly. Mm. And it captures the frustration of being in that situation around someone like that really mm. well. And, and yeah, it's great, but it was just so depressing. <laughs> like, and the, the end it's beautiful. Like his acting in that last scene is transcendently gorgeous and it is you know he, if he wins i'll be very and Anthony hopkins says, mm-hmm. i'll be more than happy for him but i was just so depressed <laughs> <laughs> so I, it just kind of really took it out of me so that's yeah. the only reason i just can't i couldn't say that i enjoyed it mm. because it was just so terribly sad yeah but it was very good yeah yeah, yeah well that's mm-hmm. yeah i don't disagree with any of that yeah like it's, <laughs> it's all valid and it's you know, it's just based on each of our personal experiences. Yeah, you know, me totally. having a very light experience, you having a much heavier experience. Yeah. These are the reactions. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, I potentially will watch this again. I mean, mm-hmm. not soon. Yeah. But like, it it is a film that I could come back to. Mm-hmm. Unlike a lot of the films on this list. Yeah. So sure. This, right. That's why I ranked it so highly. Fair enough. No, I think that's entirely valid, and I'm glad you got so much out of it because I really didn't see that coming. So, yeah. yeah. And like, I, this isn't my prediction to win best. No, no, picture. sure, yeah. Uh, but if it did, I'd be really happy. Sure. Because I feel like this is a film that has been made with passion and by really skilled people. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, right. I'll do my number four, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Minari. Minari is your number four. Minari yep. is my number two. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So this one I thought was pretty good too. Yeah. I thought this was really sweet and yeah. heartwarming and also quite sad in parts but there was enough humor mixed in and human emotion mixed in that wasn't just it wasn't just like bleak mm. like there were moments when i was really nervous that it was going to get super bleak mm-hmm. like i mean there's a scene because i mean we're not going too much into the plot because this isn't a full review but the best character is the grandma yeah. so it's about a family a korean family who moved to america and they try and make their life this is in the 1980s as well mm-hmm. um and they set up a farm and the farm doesn't do very well and they're really struggling. And then the parents, it's Stephen Ewan from The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Him and his wife, they're not, their marriage is falling apart. They're really, it's really putting a strain on them. And her mother comes over from South Korea yeah. to stay with them to help the two children. One of whom is this cute little boy who has a heart defect, which means he could die at any time. Mm-hmm. You know, another, which was another like big red flag for me. Like, oh God, <laughs> how sad is this going to get? But the grandma is this fantastic comic relief. Yeah in the first half and she really elevates it she's nominated for best supporting actress she'll probably mm-hmm. win she'll deserve to win she's really really great and funny and fantastic mm-hmm. but it does take a very sad turn mm. about two-thirds in when she has a stroke yeah and so then the, that ha- and then that's immediately puts the film on a bit of a downer emotionally yeah. but then there's a scene when she bur- accidentally burns down the farm <laughs> and then she's like with her very limited mobility you know mm-hmm. trying to swing her arm around to try and like Stop, stop the fight and only yeah. making it worse and i was like if granny sets on fire i am done with this film because yep. you know having already been through a lot of depressing films this season yeah so i was worried it was going to get horribly late but it didn't it stayed just the right level i think of sad and mm-hmm. bittersweet and hopeful and mm-hmm. ultimately i really really enjoyed it and this is what i do think i'm gonna watch again at some point yeah 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 sure that's that's all good um yeah i i, I thought this was great too mm-hmm. Uh, the only reason why I brand it a little bit lower than you is I, I loved it for all those reasons, like yeah. great characters and mm-hmm. you know, it was a really good film. It just felt like it, it felt a little bit lacking of something that just would make it like an iconic film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, again, it's a small story. Yeah, yeah. So I ran this at number four, 
Um, I just for like a a top three Oscar movie, I, I feel like it needs something just a bit more memorable. Yeah. In some way, and I, this didn't quite have that for me. Yeah. So yeah, I don't really know what more to say on it because no, that's fair. Yeah. yeah, I think in a in a more varied and interesting year, it probably wouldn't be as high as number two for me. But just on the basic level that it's a film that I enjoyed and would watch again, that's instantly like top three territory. So yeah, yeah. which is a bit sad, but uh, no, still a very good film, and I'm glad it's getting so much attention. I think in a year with more blockbusters, I don't think this would have made the best picture cut. I think it probably still would have got some acting. Yeah, that's the. I think because it's a small year, small films get a bit of attention, which is nice. But yeah, I agree that this this feels like it could have lifted right out of the best act, best picture lineup yeah. in terms of being, you know not like an event just mm -hmm. like a, a very nice well-made film yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. enough for me so. yeah um okay so what's your number four then my number four is judas and the black messiah ah put that number three mm -hmm. yeah so this one felt like the uh the most oscar film of the season very much so yeah not in that it was like super oscar baity mm -hmm. but just it's the kind of film that oscars it does respond. take a few boxes yeah if a film like this is done well then it will always get lots of oscars if yeah. it's done poorly then it will be detroit yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 but when it works it works and this works yeah that's probably the most depressing film i've ever watched yeah that's like an example of a film that's really depressing and not in a way that leaves you in any with a huge amount of you know or at least that was really thought-provoking yeah that was a slog yeah this wasn't a slog this was no not at parts all. of this film were really entertaining definitely yeah like this this felt like one of the bigger... This is what I was saying at the start of the episode. This felt like probably the biggest film of, of, of the Oscars just because mm -hmm. it's got a great cast. Mm -hmm. Everybody's doing great performances and it it's like it, it's a really interesting message that I it taught me loads that I don't know. Yeah. Because my American black history is not great. Mm -hmm. uh, knowledge is not great. Yeah, same. I'd not heard of this particular person and my knowledge of the Black Panthers is pretty limited in general. So, no. yeah. I didn't know that there were essentially rivals to the black panthers of yeah. like other black groups mm. Just didn't didn't know that was a thing yeah and this one felt like it was being educational without like beating you over the head with it in yeah. the way that like aaron sorkin films did, yeah you know what i mean like this this film felt i don't know if it's like well i, I know for a fact that the certain things weren't accurate which i'll talk about in a minute but mm. like for the most part i think it's a very accurate story mm -hmm. um and yeah but it didn't feel like there were, there were no moments in this one i was like oh that's a bit on the nose or you know yeah. oh god there's someone's give I mean, there are huge speeches, but they're framed really well because it's a character who gives huge speeches. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Like he's he's trying to be Martin Luther King. That's pretty much yeah. Or he's yeah. He, he's a great. The fact that he gives great speeches is his character. Yeah, it's yeah. not like he stops in the middle of the film to be like, "Here's my Oscar speech." <laughs> yeah. Now, now that you've seen it, I hope you agree with me. How bullshit is it that they're both in supporting? Yeah, oh yeah, definitely. How ridiculous. Yeah. Who is the lead of this movie? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no Daniel Kaluuya probably should have been a best actor nominee for this oh see I think if they I think I would if they both have to be in the same category I'd put them both in best actor do you think but I, I would say I would say I would be less annoyed if Lakeith Stanfield was in best actor mm. and Daniel Kaluuya was in supporting only because there are long stretches of the movie that Daniel Kaluuya is not in so I could be like True. okay fair enough yeah he can be the supporting if there has to be one but it is clearly a two-person film I mean it's yeah, Judas and the Black Messiah yeah, they are Judas and the Black Messiah and the two of them are on the cover and nobody yes. else like yeah, yeah it's a it's a hand-in-hand -hand movie definitely 100% yeah so yeah I can see but maybe you're not allowed two leads well you, it happened in Fermin Louise I don't know if they've changed oh, the rules since then but no. Fermin Louise had um yeah two leads the yeah. two actresses were both in lead, lead. Mm. no it's obviously something's gone down in the way people have chosen to categorize them to make yeah. them more likely to win um, yeah 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 so hopefully they don't, they don't split the vote i hope that one of them wins yeah i think daniel kaluuya is by far the favorite to win and he has the yeah. showy role although i thought lakeith stanfield was excellent mm. yeah. yeah so my one 
little critique of this movie, it's not really a criticism necessarily, is that the actors are both a lot older than the characters. Right, sure. In, and in fact, Lakeith Stanfield's character, I believe, was like 14 years old. Right. The, really? the, the, the human being at the time when he was like, and I think that's so much more, or like 16 maybe. Yeah, that, like, that, that really changes That it. changes the context completely. Yeah. It, just, it makes it so sad because they're yeah. just kids. And also Daniel Kaluuya's one, I think was the, the, the guy was like 21 mm. and Daniel Kaluuya's like 33 or something. Mm-hmm. And his performance is amazing, mm. but he doesn't look like a 21-year-old. No. And again, that sense of them being so young, mm. I think would make it so much sadder and so much more interesting. Yeah, definitely. So that that's, it's it's a bit, I mean, I know why, because these, there's not, we're not exactly overburdened with, you know, sadly with black actors who are, have a high enough profile to carry these films. Mm. So I understand why these actors were given the job, but that is my one little thing. It's like, oh, if only they'd be able to, to have actors who were age appropriate as well, that would have made it even more like, whoa, like, I, yeah. I think that would have made it a, a, like an iconic film. Like yeah. one, one that people would just never forget. If like you had two amazing, well, uh, one amazing child actor and like mm. a young adult actor playing these roles. And if they did a job as good as these two did, then yeah, that film would go down in history. Yeah. Well, also I just think the Lakeith Stanfield character in this film, because he's like, seems like a 30 year old guy. Mm. He seems more villainous it's harder to feel sympathy for him for what he's doing because it yeah. just you do feel sympathy for him but but you not know, as much as you would yeah, if it was I like feel, a child feel, who was in over like his you, head i feel like you kind of need to hunt for it at times yeah very much so yeah yeah because a, a lot of the film he's like he's a rat essentially yes that's, that, that, mm. that's, that's his thing and for the first half of the film he doesn't seem bothered by it yeah exactly and if it was a kid who's like well over their head yeah i think it would just it would just play differently yeah so yeah so at the start of the film, he does a car robbery. He walks mm-hmm. into a bar and he pretends to be an FBI agent. So did a 12-year-old pretend to be an FBI agent? Was okay, that he wasn't 12. It, We're trending a bit younger than I said now. I oh, think sorry. it's 16 to four, 14 to 16, I think it was. Right. I guess. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. I don't, that's something I don't actually know. It's been a while since I watched this. Um, I just know that he was well, a lot maybe younger. he was one of the 16-year-olds who just like grows a beard really. Yeah. Early, so I don't know if that yeah. was like a drama, drama, dramatic license thing or he really yeah. did do that. But uh, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. It really changes the tone a bit, but yeah, but a very good film. Yeah, really def- entertaining. Definitely. Yeah. So, what was this? You gave it a four. Sorry, not gave it. A I, four. I la- ranked, ranked it, it at four. four. Yeah, I ranked it at three. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like I'm. Yeah. This, this was a great one. I, I feel like I'm not going to forget this one. Not at all. No. Um. Yeah. But uh, we'll have to see. So, what did you give number three to? My number three was Nomadland, which we've discussed. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because I get that a seven. Yeah. I think we were up to I the number. Well, we're up to my number one, I think, and you you already revealed your number yeah, one. Yeah, so, your, your, so your number one is promising young woman, which I put at number two. Yes. So, so yeah. We well, we're it. both. It's been our both our top two, which is nice. Yeah, um, definitely. Yeah, this, this was the first Oscar film I watched this year. I think. I think um, so. Yeah. Same. Yeah, it really set a high bar that nothing else really came up to. Unfortunately, yeah. I just found this to be like the most entertaining, and I just in a year yeah. of films that didn't super entertain me, mm-hmm. I, I just this is the one I want to watch again. This yep. is most likely the one we'll revisit next year because it's so, the most, yeah. even though like it still ends very bleakly and yeah. there's not much you can do with it. <laughs> but, you know, the rest of them also, I don't know which ones you could really come. Maybe Sound of Metal, possibly. But, you know, there's not a lot. Yeah. You know. I just really loved this. I thought it was so bold and interesting and energetic and mm-hmm. different. And it really gripped me. Yeah. And it made Absolutely. so many interesting choices. Yeah. No, I, I really enjoyed this and I mm. can't wait to watch it again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I feel like there's there's stuff that you can get out of this from watching it a second time. Oh, for sure. And there's not a lot of that in this Oscar season. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, so. this is the one I would like. It's not as good as Parasite by by any oh, means, no. but it's the one that well, I'm more. Not, ex- nothing in this list is anywhere. No, near no, no. As that's good it's, it's just different, a different sphere. Yeah, we haven't had that this year, sadly. But it's the one that I'm most excited not just to watch myself again, but to like show to other people. Like, watch this film. Don't know. Don't read anything about it. Don't watch a trailer mm. if you haven't already. Just watch it, and you will love it because it takes so many twists and turns. Yeah. And, you know, it makes a Paris Hilton song sound amazing. So yeah. you know, it, it does a lot of good things. <laughs> um, yeah, this is great. I mm. don't really know what more to say on this. No, but... it's, we've already reviewed it. Go that, to that review. But it's a fantastic film. And I I don't think it's going to win Best Picture. But uh, I'd be very happy if it did. But uh, I'm very, very relieved it's in the mix because it was a shot of like primary colors and fun mm-hmm. mixed with some very bleak stuff. But, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of fun in a category that was... stuff done in a very interesting and tasteful way yeah 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 it wasn't like misery porn yeah yeah, mm. yeah. so that's good yes um right okay so that concludes the uh the, the ranking of our best pictures yes. shall we go through and just give a quick very quick yeah. yeah we're not going to talk about the films we're just going to pick a favorite and pick a prediction from each category Sound sure good? yeah well, um, I want to talk a little bit about only a handful, though, just that we haven't touched on, but only a few. But yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, right. Well, we maybe might skip the first few. I don't know. But, uh, oh, no, it'll just do quick guesses. Animated short. Did you watch any of these? No. There's Burrow on Disney Plus that I watched. Is it good? Really good. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just going to, given it's the only one I've seen, I'm just going to. Give me uh, the titles, just only for these animated ones. Burrow, Genius Locky, If Anything Happens, I Love You, Opera, Yes People. Okay, I'm going to predict that Burrow will win as well because it's Disney, so they'll have some money behind it. Sure. And I've heard Sh- good things. Short film. Uh, I've not seen any. No. Fe- Feeling Thorough, The Letter Room, The Present, Two Distant Strangers, White Eye. Hmm. Based on titles alone, I'm going to say Two Distant Strangers. That yeah, sounds Oscar. I was yeah. thinking the same. Yeah. Um, documentary short. Colette, A Concerto is a Conversation, Do Not Split, Hunger Ward, A Love Song for Latasha. Ooh, love song for Latasha. That sounds fabulous. Okay, I'm gonna go concerto for a, is a conversation. Okay, uh, documentary, collective, Crip Camp, the Mole Agent, my Octopus Teacher, and Time. Oh, I've heard of Octopus Teacher. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna go with that because I've heard a lot of stuff about it. I'm gonna go with the Mole Agent. That actually sounds quite interesting. Okay. Um, okay, so we've seen. I think we've both seen all of these. Sound editing. Mm-hmm. We've got Greyhound, Mank, News of the World, Sound of Metal, and Soul. Sound of Metal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There's, there's... And is, am I right in thinking there's only the one sound category this year? Yes. They, oh, finally, they finally merged them. Boo. I loved that filler. <laughs> I love that absolute filler of having them both always have the same people win. Um, okay, so the next one is for original song, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, we've seen two of these. Eurovision, mm-hmm. Judas and the Black Messiah, mm-hmm. The Life Ahead, One Night in Miami, and Hear My Voice. Yeah. Um, I think I've heard all the songs at least once. I did okay. listen to them on a little playlist. Uh, no, no surprise here. Eurovision must win. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely going for Eurovision. I, yeah. I'm not. I, I couldn't say that I, I noticed. I noticed some of the score in Judas and the Black Messiah at the very start and the very end, but that's it. And, yeah, and, and the song nothing... didn't really jump out to me. But, yeah. yeah. So yeah, uh, makeup and hair. We have mm-hmm. Emma. Mm-hmm. Didn't no, see Vito. Hillbilly Elegy. <laughs> What? I mean, for making Glenn Close look that shitty, sure, just okay. give it. Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, uh-huh. Mank, and Pinocchio. Uh, I haven't seen Pinocchio. No, me neither. Uh, I'm going to go with Ma Rainey because I actually thought the makeup was really good on that. Yeah, me I too. thought it made uh, Viola Davis look frightful, but in yeah. a uh, in a very intentional way. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I agree with that. Film editing: we have The Father, mm-hmm. Nomadland, Promising Young Woman, Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. Ooh, editing. Not Chicago 7. I'm going to go with The Father. 
Yeah, I think so too, because that's kind of, I think the way that it splits between different times and stuff, it, it, editing is really key to how this film all, like, I mean, works, The Father, so. Nomadland, and Sound of Metal, they all did some kind of interesting They were all really things. interesting, we edited, yeah. I'm not, uh, I'm going to put Sound of Metal as third there, but like Nomadland, well, it just cut all the scenes short, and I think that's, that's, that's all it did for me. Mm-hmm. It just stopped all the scenes 75% of the way through, so I'm going I'm <laughs> okay. to go with The Father. Yeah, I'm going to go with the father too. I thought that I did the, had the most obvious editing in a good way, I guess. Yeah. Animated feature film. Mm-hmm. Onward. Mm-hmm. Over the Moon. Mm-hmm. A Shaun the Sheep movie, Farmageddon. Which, by the way, I could swear we saw Traders for in the cinema like years ago. Yeah, I feel like that film is like five years old. But yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm confused by that. Maybe it had a re-release. that Maybe, yeah, maybe America got it later, I don't know. So yeah, Onward, Over the Moon, Shaun the Sheep, Soul, and Wolfwalkers. I've seen three of these. I've yeah, not so. seen Shaun the Sheep or um, Over the Moon, yeah. unfortunately. So it's not going to be Onward. No, no Onward, that was Onward is disappointing. Ne- Onward is neither the best film in this category or the best animated. No. I'm going to go with Wolfwalkers. I would like Wolfwalkers, but I think Pixar are going to take it again. But I, I, my, my hope is when Wolfwalkers, well, that was beautifully animated and a really nice film. Whereas Soul was, it was good, but, but I think Soul will probably win. Yeah. Yeah, I think Soul's probably going to win as well. Um, oh, I've been forgetting to do favourites and predictions, but I think we're just the same for everything so far, really, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Cool. So, costume design. Mm-hmm. We've seen two of these. So, there's Emma, Mank, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, Mulan, and Pinocchio. Costume design. I Again, I'm, again having not seen all of them, I'm going to predict and hope for Ma Rainey because I thought the costumes were really interesting and well done. Yeah, I think so. I, it really captured that time. Yeah, I I hope that it's not going to be Emma because no, I could see Mank get because I think Mank is going to be one of those films that gets like ten nominations and goes home very close to empty-handed. Well, so I've got like, I've, I've got a whole table and spreadsheet for that. Like, okay. how many nominations and how many we actually think it's going to get, so I can calculate the biggest loser. Sure. As in okay. How many awards something somebody didn't win? Oh, fun. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, so what you think it's going to be? Mar- Mar- I'm going to go with Mar Rainey. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, music score mm-hmm. so we have to five bloods which i don't think either of us have seen no but i heard it was really good so mm-hmm. i'll get around to there's it. mank mm-hmm. minari news of the world and soul i guess i'll go with soul not not none of the ones with the, there was no score that really leapt out at me this year i feel like minari had a nice score but i yeah. couldn't like it's not coming to my mind right now yeah I, I i couldn't i can't how many in my head like um, sometimes there'll be one where you're like oh that score was amazing i mean i guess that soul had a lot of jazz in it yeah that's what i mean i feel but, like it's got yeah so I don't know. But, but, but also, I can't really say I remember any of it other than like the film was about jazz and there were scenes where people were playing music. Yeah. I, I don't remember the music. Same. Yeah. I so know. I'll go with Minari because I feel like it was nice, but I don't specifically remember it. So. Is it? Sure. So, yeah. And then a uh, prediction? Uh, I'll predict uh, Minari. Sure. Okay. Sure. Um, actually, yeah, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna go with Soul for both, I think. Okay. So next up is visual effects, of which we've only seen Tenet. Yeah. This is the blockbuster award that's that's how this always goes is where marvel normally don't win their awards slim field this year so uh there's tenet there's love and monsters the midnight sky mulan and the one and only ivan yeah i've not seen any of those other ones so i'm just gonna have to say tenet because i feel like that's the one everyone's seen yes i yeah that's probably gonna gonna yeah that's gonna help isn't it yeah yeah production design we've seen all of these we have the father Mm -hmm. Rainey's black bottom mank news of the world and tenet Ooh, production design so like sets and stuff like that now i think i'm gonna go for the father Mm -hmm. for this no no sorry um the father's good actually i I meant to say mank yeah i think mank because it creates that whole like 
1920s milieu, you know, yeah. very well. And it does do that well. Like it, it, it is impressively shot and there's some very memorable set pieces in there. So yeah, I would agree. Yeah, cool. Um, that's a shame for the father because I feel like that did a really good job. It did. I mean, the apartment was kind of its own character. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And like, I think this is the only thing that Tenet could have had a shout in, but absolutely not. We just said it was going to win visual effects, didn't we? Did I? Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my memory is not good. No. Uh, foreign film. I've not seen any of these. I believe that you've seen one. I've um, seen another round, which I thought was Ace. So, yeah, we've got another round Better Days, Collective, The Man Who Sold His Skin, and Quo. Something in. Uh, something in bosnian um yeah i I really wanted to see the bosnian one actually uh, although i've heard it's horribly upsetting Uh, i'll try and get around to it um yeah but i think another round you should watch another round i know like the moments Mm, pass now but it's a it's a legit a good film i I predict there will be an american remake in the next five years and it will not be as good (laughs) it will probably have someone like seth rogan in it and it'll be i'm just imagining the hangover crew yeah because basically that's i mean it's much smarter and more interesting and, and subtle than that but it is basically a story about middle-aged white guys getting drunk yeah and so yeah this is going to get a disappointing or maybe a good who knows american remake mm-hmm. but watch the original it's a good film this, this is going to win because it's also nominated for best director so it's clearly going to win yeah right so we're getting to some interesting awards from here on out so we've got cinematography mm-hmm. um so for this we've seen all judas and the black messiah mank news of the world nomadland and the trial of the chicago seven so I think this is probably the closest thing that News of the World is going to get to an Oscar. Mm-hmm. I forgot that News of the World got so many like technicals, yeah. considering it didn't get anything above it, the line. And it yeah. was a really bad film. I didn't think it was really bad. I thought, I thought it was, it was kind of was, meh. Yeah, it was very meh. Yeah. yeah. It was here's an, another... As an Oscar film, it's a bad film because it's sure. just... It's just bad. meh. It's, it's, it's your annual Tom Hanks one. Yeah. Uh, well, he had two Better than the Greyhound, two. yeah. So, yeah. Judas and Black Messiah, Mank, News of the World, Nomadland, Trial of Chicago 7. Nomadland, I think. Yeah, I really appreciated the I, cinema. I think I, I, it really captured the American landscape beautifully. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it had so many, so so many great shots in it that mm. yeah, I can't do anything else. Um, writing original, so Judas and the Black Messiah, Minari, Promising Young Woman, The Sound of Metal, and The Trial of the Chicago Seven. I have a horrible feeling that Chicago Seven will win this because people oh, just really? love Aaron Sorkin. But I'm going to go with Promising Young Woman because I thought it was a fantastic script really witty and popped really well and mm-hmm. different and unusual and interesting yeah yeah uh i'm gonna go with judas and the black no i was i was about to say because there were some really great speeches in there but they, they probably weren't part of the writing well of course they were well no as i mean yeah there's a lot of it might have been they're, taken they're from real life speeches yeah I don't, I don't know how much they were adapted but mm. sure yeah yeah it's weird that like this is writing original when it's Things like Judas and the Black Messiah and Trial of the Chicago 7 are based off like very specific, well-recorded events. Sure, but I bet the dialogue, well, certainly the dialogue in the Sorkin one won't be anywhere near what was real. You know, yeah. he'll have gone on his own direction on that. So yeah. I'd imagine that there's a huge amount but, of But what I'm saying is like it's still based off something. It's still cause... adapted from something, yeah. yeah well, yeah. there's no like source material to work, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Have I just mixed these up, actually? Because writing adapted is Borat's subsequent music, movie film. I guess it's adapted from the original Borat movie? That doesn't make sense. I don't know. Ah, it's well, confusing. Whatever. Maybe I've made a mistake. Maybe I've not. Anyway, so for that first one uh, with Judas and the Black Messiah and stuff, I'm going to go with, yeah, Judas and the Black Messiah as my favorite, but I am also going to predict Chicago. Chicago. Charles Seven. Chicago. Oh, Seven. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Um, so writing adapted, apparently. Borat subsequent movie film. Mm-hmm. The Father, Nomadland, One Night in Miami, and The White Tiger. They are definitely the adapted ones because some of those are plays. Um, right. the father was a play first and foremost sure. so you, you haven't made a mistake 
Uh, repeat them to me again, sorry. Borat, The Father, Nomadland, One Night in Miami, The White Tiger. Okay, I've seen two of, two of these, yeah. Yeah, so. same. So I'm going to go with The Father, I think, because Nomadland, didn't, nothing really shouted out to me as like that's really interesting i think this, this it was the, all boring i think this the dialogue was very subtle in nomadland mm. uh and yeah i don't think that screams best screenplay so no. unless it unless it just like sweeps everything yeah and, and just picks this up as well no i think the father i agree had yeah more of a you know more more like dialogue-y dialogue if you know what i mean so mm-hmm. okay so directing Mm, here we go yeah so we've seen we've each seen four of these yeah. sorry no you've you've seen i've got a little error here but you've seen all of them I've so another these, round yeah. promising young woman mank minari nomadland okay so the best director i am gonna i would like to see emerald fennel get it for oh. promising young woman same yeah but i think chloe's R will get it for nomadland and i'm fine with that i'm i'm really my main hope this year is that a woman wins and mm. uh, well, they're both in my top two anyway regardless so uh, i'll be happy with either of those two winning mm, if yeah. thomas vinterberg surprisingly wins i won't be mad about that's it that's another round that's another round yeah but I, that's not gonna happen that's a yeah. long shot yeah i'm i'm the same as you favoriting promising young woman and predicting nomadland yeah um yeah definitely so uh now we're into the acting finally mm. so supporting actress yes maria baklova from borat subsequent movie film mm-hmm. glenn close from hillbilly elegy olivia coleman from the father Amanda Seyfried from Mank and the granny from Minari. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Subtly done this. Subtly done. Um, so you, you didn't en- end up watching Hillbilly Elegy, no. did you? No. no. So I've only seen The Father, Mank and Minari. Okay. So I've seen, I've, I've seen all The Father, Mank and Minari. I've seen all but Borat. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, it's got to be the late, it's got to be Minari. It's got to be the old lady from Minari. Sorry, I don't have her name written down in front of me. But Yeah, like I'd like a little bit. So, uh, Yu Jung Yoon? Yu Jung Yoon, yes. Yeah. She's won pretty much everything in the run up, but she's been delightful. So, yeah. And she is that, it's the definition of a great supporting. She's the most memorable part of that movie. Yeah. And she's not in all of it. So, yeah, absolutely. I think Olivia Coleman was really good, but she's already won recently. And it's not the kind of performance that's like, wow, yes, she has to win that again. I agree. So, is that favorite and prediction? Favorite and prediction is the lady from Minari. Yeah. I will laugh for a week if Glenn Close wins. I will just not <laughs> stop laughing for a full week. Yeah. It better not happen. I, I I've not see seen it. it, so I can't really comment. I can't but. see. I mean, she's not bad. She's the best thing in the film, but it's just such a meh film. She's and, often the best thing in a lot of meh films. Yeah, it's kind of what she does. She yeah. has to get better films. Yeah. Meryl gets in all the good ones. Yeah. No, that's get that first um supporting actor mm-hmm. Charles, sorry uh, Sasha Baron Cohen from Charles of Chicago 7 mm-hmm. Daniel Kaluuya from Judas and the Black Messiah Leslie Odom Jr. from One Night in Miami Paul Racky from The Sound of Metal or Racy I believe yeah who is he he was the old man at the assume, deaf camp who wanted so, to yeah. Like, yeah and Lakeith Stanfield also from Judas and the Black Messiah mm-hmm so ooh, who do you want to give this to Daniel Kaluuya do you think yeah I've seen all but Leslie Odom Jr. And I'm, yeah. I'm hoping to watch One Night in Miami tonight if I've got time mm. and then I'll have a better opinion. But yeah, for me, it's the two from Judas are far and away above, probably because they shouldn't be in this category. Yeah. So it's kind of unfair. <laughs> I'd be happy with either of them, but Daniel Kaluuya. But for this, he, he's so magnetic and electrifying in this film. Mm-hmm. And also because he's been so good in so many other films, he's definitely due an Oscar. So. Yeah. So sorry, is that your favorite and prediction? My favorite and prediction is Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to go with the same because he was so entertaining whenever he was on screen yeah and 
nobody else. Well, the Keith Stanfield was very close, but nobody else was was, was had quite that presence. Yeah, and that's what I that's what I want from a supporting actor. Yeah, you want somebody, somebody to just come in and steal the movie. Yeah. Yes, definitely. So, best actress now. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've seen all of these. I've only seen three of them. Yes. So, Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Sorry, Viola Davis from Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Mm-hmm. Andrea Day, or Andrea Day, Andrea Day, Andrea Day. Day from the United States versus Billy Hol- Billy Holiday, Vanessa Kirby from Pieces of a Woman, mm-hmm. Frances McDormand from Nomadland, and Carrie Mulligan from Promising Young Woman. Mm-hmm. So I just want to talk a little bit cr- briefly about the two that you haven't seen here, yeah. so uh, that we haven't touched on yet, because they're both weird. So Andrea Day in the United States versus Billy Holiday. I watched that the other week. It's a bad film. <laughs> really? Like a fundamentally badly made film. Yeah. It's, is, it's, it like, is it like that Harriet Tubman film from last year? They're like, it's great it's, acting, really bad film. Pretty much, yeah. It feels very, again, sloppy and amateurish and really cheesy. It, it, it felt like a TV movie. Mm-hmm. It really felt, it had TV movie vibes. I was like, how is this in the Oscar race? Mm. She is very good. She's very, very good. She's a great singer. She performs it well, but it's just, yeah, it, it's, it's a TV movie that's somehow snuck into the Oscar race, and it's just yeah. a bit strange. Um, Pieces of a Woman, I know that you've decided, made a conscious choice not to watch. I made a watch. hard veto on that. I support you on that. Yeah. Uh, you, you were correct <laughs> not to watch it. Um, although I kind of wish you ha- I'm not gonna. I'm not going to recommend it. I'm, don't watch it. But I kind of wish you had, just because there's so much... It's, it's bad in such an interesting way. Mm. Uh, it is a bad film. Uh, she's excellent in it. Mm. Vanessa Kirby most famous from being in the crown she played princess margaret in the crown sure it's so weird like it opens with this 20 minute birth scene that ends with her baby dying that's not a spoiler that's just what happens and that's what the film's about and it's it is it's 20 minutes long and it is brutal and it's like watching a horror movie wow. it's it's there's no i watched i was watching that and i was like yeah you should not harry should not watch that film that's that's just <laughs> not gonna happen that's just never gonna happen so yeah that happens and then it's weird the film just kind of never lands on a consistent tone it jumps all over the place and mm. does so many weird things uh so the acting is all over the place like because once the baby's dead it's mm. kind of like her and the rest of her family her husband played by uh shia labeouf mm-hmm. uh, and her mum played by ellen burston all having different ways of coping with the tragedy and you know she just wants to like get on with her life and she's kind of not very demonstrating how sad she is she's just kind of she like gives the baby's body to medical research which mm-hmm. her husband and her mother and in, in, are like horrified by and mm-hmm. All kinds of stuff happens. And some of it's really interesting and she's really good. But then there's just so much... Cr- like, there's a scene where the mom, Ellen Burstyn, gives this the most quintessential... I'm looking at the camera. Here is my Oscar speech. speech. But it comes so out of nowhere. It's like... It honestly reminded me more than anything of that bit in the room where the old woman says, oh. and I have breast cancer. It was that <laughs> random. It was so bizarre. Yeah. So it's, it's weird. And, and Shia LaBeouf is just not up to the task of the acting that is required for this film. Mm-hmm. There's scenes with him that are like embarrassing. Mm. Where he has to cry and it's just like, oh no, the, the, this you were the wrong choice for this role. <laughs> yeah. so it's, it's a strange, strange film and it's not yeah. very good uh, and I can't recommend it. Um, so yeah, not neither of those two, but wow. yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So to run down the list again, uh, yeah. Viola Davis from Marini's Black Bottom, um, Frances McDormand from Nomadland and Carrie Mulligan from Promising Young Woman. Yeah, this is really interesting because it's, it's really... This is like the closest one. There's no like runaway favorite here. Mm. I think Viola Davis will win. Yeah. But I hope Carrie Mulligan wins. Yeah. I think I kind of want to go with... Ooh. So did you say Frances McDormand or Viola Davis? I think Viola Davis yeah. will win. I hope uh, 
Kerry Mulligan wins. I think I'm going to go Francis McDormand for both. Okay. Wow. That's interesting. Yeah. Like I, I think that I, 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 I didn't turn off the movie because of her. She was so good. Sure. Yeah. I think I would have turned it off otherwise. Like I only recently seen Mank. I was primed to give up on this. Okay. Sure. But... <laughs> okay. She, she kept, she clawed you over the line. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, Whereas like Vola Davis, uh, I don't, I don't really remember that role as much, mm-hmm. and she's not in it loads. She's in it more than you think. I watched yeah. it again. Yeah, she, 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 it, it is very much a two-hander. Yeah, but I know what you mean. I thought she was very good. My, my only reason for not putting her ahead is that it is again, it's a play. Mm. It's a play that is now a movie, and nothing wrong with that. But it's, it, it just felt like a play. Whereas, mm. I, I, yeah, I just really thought again. Promising Young Woman is my favorite movie from this mm-hmm. year of the Oscar bait stuff. And I thought Carrie Mulligan was just absolutely fabulous in the role. And mm-hmm. it, it, like an iconic, it felt like a, a, the closest thing to an iconic film role this season. So yeah. that's why I've gone with that. Yeah. Wouldn't be mad at any of those three winning though. They all very much deserve it. Yeah, definitely. And if any of the other two win, I'll laugh again for, <laughs> for, for a few days, not mm-hmm. for a full week. It's not going to get the Glenn Close full week, but yeah. I'll laugh for a day or two. And then... Uh, finally, or penultimately, because you still need to come back to Best Picture, Best Actor. Mm-hmm. So for this, we have Riz Ahmed in The Sound of Metal, mm-hmm. Trent Bozeman in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom, mm-hmm. Anthony Hopkins in The Father, Gary Oldman in Mank, and Stephen Ewan in Minari. Yeah, good. This is a good category, I yes, think. Yes, that's a, that's a good... The only one I don't like is Gary Oldman, and I did not not like his performance. I just thought it was in a boring movie, and yeah. it wasn't like a classic Oldman performance. Yep. Uh, so I'm going to count him out sure. uh, also because it was boring. And also he's won very recently. Mm-hmm. I, the other, I think Chadwick Boseman, he's my prediction. Yeah, it's, he, it seems like that's the way the wind is going. Yeah. He's, he, he's my prediction as well, but I'm not happy about it. Mm. Like he was great. It was, yeah. it was a very good role that he did, but I just don't think it's the best in this list. No, I don't. I think if he, it sounds so cynical. I do think if he hadn't passed away, I don't think he'd be the favorite. I think it'd yeah. be a different conversation. I'd yeah. be interested to know what it would look like if he hadn't died. Like who would, mm-hmm. would it be? Oh, well, clearly this is Anthony Hopkins' Oscar. Mm-hmm. Or would Riz Ahmed be up there a little bit more? Like, mm. I don't know. Cause yeah, I feel like he's really just, the world has decided that Chadwick Boseman gets this. And yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think I'll be quite surprised if he doesn't get it. It'll be a huge surprise. Yeah. I think yeah. if he doesn't, it will be Anthony Hopkins. Yeah. I actually think, yeah, for me, my pre- so my prediction is, Shadow Boseman. For who I would like to see win? Actually, you know, I would really like, I don't know, because I thought Stephen Ewan was in a film that I enjoyed more, but actually I don't think his performance was that outstanding. I thought no, he was very was... good, but yeah. didn't blow me. So no, I'm going to say, even though I didn't love the film, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be happy if um, Anthony Hopkins wins, because it's great, but he, he also has at least one Oscar. Mm-hmm. I think he's only got one. Uh, I'm going to say Riz Ahmed, just because he was yeah. so carried that film. Yeah. So I, I would be happy happiest maybe if Riz Ahmed was a, a surprise winner yeah no that that would be that, that'd be really good because he he absolutely deserves it like yeah. he's been a great actor for ages yeah it's a it's, I, I love to see him get like this level of recommend a uh, recommendation of uh acclaim and, yeah, recognition, recognition recognition thank yeah. you this level of recognition that he's already got and I'd love it to go one step higher absolutely yeah. but my favorite is Anthony Hopkins, Anthony Hopkins from the Father, sure because I, I feel like it's just one of the best performances that I've seen for a long long time yeah yeah I'd be happy with yeah anyone on this list winning apart from Gary Oldman so. yeah so for the best picture then um mm. I have favorited the father and you've done promising young woman but what do you actually think is gonna win I'm gonna what is your what is your prediction so I'm gonna throw in a little bit of a curveball here because it's far from the favorite but um I predicted that trial of the Chicago 7 will win 
Really? Because you know, sometimes the Oscars they just go for the most middle of the road. Like when when Green Green, <laughs> Green Book, Book won. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously, it doesn't always happen. Parasite one was great, and you know, there mm-hmm. are times when it doesn't happen. But yeah, I just have a feeling in my waters that in a, in, in a year when there's been very few traditionally cinematic films out this is the one that like goes down the easiest you know, it's mm-hmm. a smooth down the gullet you know it's yeah. one one swallow yeah and you're done so I, I feel like this will just like be the slight crowd pleasery you know one that i think it will win and I, I don't think it will deserve to win but i think it will be that could happen yeah absolutely sure that's i disagree sure that's right I, I, it's I, a curveball yeah huh? i i don't i absolutely don't think it's gonna win because it, it, there was just something missing from it that just yeah. it didn't quite didn't quite have it for me i don't think it's a very iconic film no never do i this is not me saying it's good this is just how i think the oscars works sometimes sure i think they're gonna go for judas and the black messiah interesting okay because i think after the last year that we've had mm-hmm. and how predictable the oscars is when it comes to uh, making a statement yeah, yeah i think this is the time for a film like that to win sure so that's what i think is going to happen I'd be, I think I'd be, ha- I'd be very happy with that one. I'd be really happy with that. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be yeah. on board with that, but I don't, I don't, I don't think so personally. But mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, so that's that. Um, so neither of us have actually predicted the the one that's the overwhelming favorite, which Nomadland. is Nomadland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see. Yeah. I, I, yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. So the film that we have predicted the biggest loser is Mank. We we we, we, we predicted it's going to miss out on eight awards. Okay, out of ten. Sure. Yeah, out of yeah, out of the ten, it's nominated. Promising young woman we're gonna, is going to miss out on five. Mm-hmm. Father on four, etc. Um, another round is going to miss out on minus one. I don't know how that's. You, you've calculated it wrong. <laughs> it's nominated for director and uh, best uh, foreign. Yeah, I think I've accidentally put it on this list twice. So the point. Yeah, because we predicted it would win best film. So actually, it's fifty-fifty. So yeah. yeah, my highest predicted film to win most awards is the father okay the one i think is going to win most awards is nomadland so what you the, it, it, your favorites would be the father if it won most but yes you predict that nomadland will, will win more trophies yes. okay yes so yeah i think that the father's go- no i i favorited the father is thank you i hope the father is going to win four awards but i predict that nomadland is going to be the highest winner with three awards okay um you hope that promising young woman is going to be the highest winner with four awards and you predicted Marini's Black Bottom with three awards okay. as the highest winner. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, so yeah, biggest loser is Mank. I'm happy. Yeah, if yeah. Mank comes out the biggest loser, I'm fine. Yeah, I can totally live with that. Yeah. Uh, cool, cool. So that is that is that. Oh, um, just under, just over an hour. Fantastic. Just over an hour. Yeah. So thank you everybody for listening. Mm-hmm. Thank you for subscribing i guess i normally say that on the patreon episode but this is the main episode yeah but if um, you want to hear full reviews of those films all of them all the best picture nominees anyway then yeah sign up to our patreon please for uh two dollars a month for more mm-hmm. and yeah tune back t- tune in tune back come back whatever in a couple days after the oscars for our reaction yeah yeah we'll have an episode talking about whether we were all right whether we were all wrong whether i don't know mank won all the awards can you imagine yeah i'll be pissed if that happens me too especially given i didn't finish it yeah i still wouldn't go back even if it won like 10 out of 10 like <laughs> yeah. broke his became like a record-breaking historical <laughs> i still wouldn't you'd still be like nope yeah nope. it's not no. i'm good no, okay. no. uh brilliant thanks for you Thank you. yeah i'm retired <laughs> thanks for listening everyone we'll enjoy the oscars whatever happens wherever you're watching it be safe see you next week see you bye, bye.